gun line, gun line, gun line. We got a fire mission coming down. I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did in the past. So go on and pop a squat, because it's about to get hot. You're on the gun line now. So check it, y'all. It's been a hot minute since I had some new blood on here. Well, not really. Ernie Mighty Sky was about two weeks ago. But anyways, uh, we got a cat right here who happened to just get off a CQ when I was doing the live, and uh, shit was chiming in. Somebody must have been asleep during CQ. And uh, to be up all that time. But with that said, man, um, I appreciate you taking your time fresh out of work uh, to hang out with us for a bit. So welcome. Is it Stratton? Yeah, yeah, Stratton. All right. Too easy, Stratton. Where are you? Well, tell us about yourself. Uh, I don't really know where to start. So right. I start off at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Let's start off with uh, where are you from? So I'm from, I'm originally from a town called Conifer, Colorado. It's just a little bit west of Denver in the mountains. Okay. Okay. Shit. West of Denver. That's in the mountains then. Um, oh, yeah. The only west I've gone is Estes Park. Fucking nice out there. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Hell yeah. And then um, I had a buddy that lived out in Leadville. I don't know where that's at, but it's in the mountains, I believe, too. Oh, yeah. Leadville's awesome. <laughs> so let's see. You're from Colorado, so you're stationed near home. And how long have you been in? I've been in since 2016. I actually started out at Fort Bragg. Oh, shit. Okay. And what's your MOS? So I'm a 13. It's a 13 Juliet now. I was actually, I joined as a 13 Delta, though. Fucking Deltas. Holy <laughs> shit. All right. Hey, Frank Felice, if you're listening, you you got another partner here. We got a fucking oh, yeah. Juliet. <laughs> right on, man. Uh, how'd you end up picking that MOS? Um... So I went through a lot of shit when I, when I was joining the army, um, did weirdly enough, like the tipping point for me was my dog dying. Like, no shit. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I don't Just know what reverse. it was. I was like, my life sucks. You know, I want to, I want to step up on life now. And, uh, so I just went down to the recruiter office and I was like, Hey, I want to join now. Now, did and you have like, any, oh, I'm sorry, man. Did you have anybody in your family that was prior service? Yeah, so my uncle is, he was active duty, and my sister joined the National Guard like a year before I did, actually. Okay, okay. So there's a little bit of military background there, then. Yeah, my my grandpa's, I had a grandpa in the Korean War, I had another grandpa in the Korean War, and I think that's about as far back as it goes. So, but was the military something that you thought about? Let's go into, like, for example, your childhood growing up um how big is conover i mean how is that a big town or small or just somewhere you want to get the fuck out of uh i mean it's it's a good town like it it was just trying to live in colorado so this is like 2013 2014 that i was that i'd like just graduated high school trying to live on my own and that's also right when they legalized weed in in colorado so Uh, everybody's moving here the economy's skyrocketing and like it's hard to live so like 18 year old kid trying to live in Colorado by himself and like, she's not going well. Yeah, that I can see, um, dude. So I was actually in uh, Fort Carson at that time. I was there from 2011 to 2015. And um, I was in a 277 FA um, right there. And anyways, um, so life was getting tough. Life was getting hard out there. How old were you when you joined? I was, I was 21 when I joined. I just turned 21 
Um, but yeah, I went down to the recruiter's office and they were like, oh, you're a mechanic. Let's make you a mechanic. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not going to join the army to do the same thing that I'm doing every day as a civilian and still be miserable. You know? It doesn't sound more appealing to do in the army. Like it sounds just more miserable. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I was like, I want to do, I want to do cool shit that I'm not going to do in the civilian world. Like I want to do things. If I'm going to do, I mean, if I'm going to join the army, I want to do army things, you know? Um, so I talked to him a whole bunch and originally I wanted to join as like a 13 Fox, like the Ford observer. I thought yeah. that sounded awesome. And then, uh, he was like, cool, um, go home and think about it. And I was like, nope, screw that. Like I want airborne and I want to be a 13 Fox. And he was like, okay. Uh, and it was Tuesday. He was like, uh, MEPS day is actually tomorrow. Okay. And we, can try, we can try to do that. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went to like MEPS. Uh, well, went to that hotel and then they took me to MEPS the next day and I was colorblind. <laughs> I had oh, no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. And then they took me back to this back little office with like the, with my recruiter and I have no idea who this other guy was. And they were like, Hey man, you don't, you can't, you can't do 13 Fox. What else do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I don't know what can I do if I can't do 13 Fox. Right. If, if being disqualified because I'm colorblind. I thought they're going to tell me I can't, can't be airborne. I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) But, um, so it was like 13 Delta and I couldn't even get cook. I couldn't even be a cook. It was something else. (laughs) I'm not even going to do that. So I was like, whatever 13 Delta is, man, get me, get me out of here. Like I want, I want to start a new life, you know? Right. Uh, they're like, okay, cool. These are your options. And I was like, the soonest one, I don't care. Let's leave. So it ended up being like two weeks out. So I had to pack up all my stuff. I drove all my stuff or like what I didn't get rid of to my, to my dad's house in West Virginia, dropped it off there, left from Mets in Beckley and then went to basic. Okay. So, wow. There's a big gap of shit there. Okay. So why is your pops in West Virginia and you're in Colorado? Obviously, obviously there's a split in the family. So Did you live in West Virginia at all? Um, so my junior year of high school, my parents split. And then um, they both, they're, well, they're both from West Virginia. They moved to Colorado and raised me, my sister, my little brother. Okay. And uh, they split my junior year. And then they both got a boyfriend and a girlfriend back home in West Virginia. And they've got their families in West Virginia. Right. So I'll just move to West Virginia. And then I spent my senior year there, hated it, moved back to Colorado as soon as I graduated. God damn. That's crazy, crazy shit right there. All right. So you made it. And um, I'm just trying to, okay, obviously, you if you're colorblind, it's because of the maps. I'm thinking that, you know, that they wouldn't, you couldn't read maps and colors and shit like that. It's the only thing that comes to mind. But, I mean, you're in the Delta slash Juliet. And if you're going airborne, you're more than likely doing charts and darts over AFA tads. So, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, let, we'll get into that. Tell me about what were your preconceptions? Like, well, before I go there, why the Army? Why not the Corps or the Navy or Air Force? Oh, man. Dude, so all growing up, like my parents did not set me up for success at all. All growing up, my dad was just like, dude, I just thought you were going to join the Marines. Like, I wanted you to join the Marines. And like. As soon as I graduated high school, he had like four different Marine crews call me. (laughs) But um, I don't know what it was or like why I was so uh, put off by it for so long. But 
I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that I was because like yeah. I had that time to do, you know, like whatever fucking dumb bullshit that like kids want to do right when they get out of high school, right? have that freedom and then learn like, Hey, life, life sucks when you don't have like healthcare, dental, uh, you know, like when you're worrying about having a place to live, like all this right. stuff and then joining the army and having all that just given to you. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. I mean, you were able to yeah. get so some of those wild oats out of the way and shit. Oh, right? yeah. Come in and be 18 years old, go marry yourself a fucking stripper and, and good shit, yeah. dude. So you got into the army. What you, I'm obviously you went to Fort Sill, right? Or did you go like through uh Fort Jackson first and then a Fort Sill or Benny? I, I went to relax in Jackson first. Oh, of course. And I was that. <laughs> how was uh how was basic training was it like uh what you expected it to be yeah actually this is bef before like this new era of of drill sergeants and stuff but i'm sure that there was even an older era before i went in this is like right when we came out with like the new ocps so like i got the new ocps and uh it was it was all right and so I had females in my class and that was still relatively new also. Right. And, uh, for my class, my company, and I was still also relatively new, but I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I think it was just as good as any other basic training experience. Yeah. What was the shittiest time in basic? Oh man. Shitting with doors open. I would have gone with the gas we chamber. Had, we, had to, we had to burn <laughs> our doors. So like, we had the walls next to us, but there was a toilet right across from you. So you're okay. just like shooting with nothing to look at. With these blinders. I'm just another dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, God. So I'm guessing you guys never did fucking little circle jerks and shit while y'all were in basic. Oh, God, no. Oh, see, dude, when I was in OSUT, um, yeah, this is one of those when I was in things. I was in basic training in 04. And um, I remember about four or five, I was like, Dude, I need to rub one out. And everybody like, yeah, me too, me too. Somebody had picked up a motherfucking <laughs> a skanky magazine from the PX somehow or another. Ain't nobody asking questions. All I know is that the pages were ripped and passed down the toilet, you know, down the stalls. <laughs> and then, brother, all you heard was just, <laughs> you know, just whacking that motherfucking meat, baby. And, oh, oh yeah, you got to do what you got to do, boy. I mean, shit. Busted a couple of nuts. Well, busted a nut, and then hey, went off to sleep. All right, you got fire watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was good times, man. Good times. That's one of the best memories I have from basic. <laughs> that and fucking nut to butt with a motherfucker as I was freezing. So you did your nine weeks in um. What what time of year was it? Uh, so I joined in the spring, right before. Well, not the spring. I want to say it was like. February. It was probably March. How how March hot was April. it? How hot was out there in Jackson? It wasn't. It wasn't quite hot yet, but like right at the end of basic was like when it was getting hot as shit, and it was hitting like a hundred and some odd degrees. <laughs> and that humidity. Yeah, humidity is is awful. Yeah, it is. So you did your nine weeks of that little Boy Scout camp. Then you went to Fort Sill, and yep. uh, how was your AIT there? It was garbage. I hated AIT so much. Well, it's like 
you get freedom, but you don't get freedom. And then not only that, but like when I was going through AIT for the deltas, it was just like, he was like eight or nine weeks of just AFAT ads, you know? And then the, like at the very end we did, um, it was like these three days where they set, they, they showed you like the back of like the sick up kind of, and they had like the chart out and the APA tads. I think they had a centaur there, but they just like showed it. They're like, this is a centaur. <laughs> and then like set it back down. Like, and that's, <laughs> you guys will learn that shit later. Right. But I, I, didn't even get to, I didn't even get to be a part of that because I had to go to dental. And so like, I just kind of got to see the shit and I was like, okay, cool. So I still don't know what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> don't feel bad, bro. I think a lot of us <laughs> went through that shit where, when I went through again, it was called OSA, one station unit training. And there was no graduation between basic and AIT. It was like, all right, all right, privates, you um tomorrow you go across the tracks and you learn how to fucking shoot artillery. Bro, all it was was the fucking chiefs having competitions with us. Who could set up the collimator fastest? Who can run the aiming poles better? I mean, I think for the deltas, it was probably who can run, uh, who can put that antenna up, you know, whether the only two, five, four, whatever the fuck it is, you know, yeah. who can fucking uh, put that up fast. Dude, it was just a bunch of, you'll learn when you get to your unit type deal. You know what I mean? And it's like, fuck. Okay. I learned how to load fire clear. That's about it as a 13 Bravo. And, um, and back to your, a fate touch stuff. I was just thinking about the last, I think two weeks in basic quote unquote basic before i went to ait all we really worked on bro was the 50 cal and the mark 19 i'm so sick of the fucking 50 cal and the mark 19 because the first day is like hey privates we're gonna be playing with the 50 cal and the mark 19 so we're like all pumped up like yeah we're gonna fuck around learn how to fucking you know put it up take it apart put it together right yeah. dude after four days of that shit privates guess what we're doing today the 50 cal and the mark 19 i mean fuck that weapon system dude i don't know about that shit tell me about the howitzers bro so did you guys get passes while you were in ait you like to go out and shit like that uh no we definitely did not have that at all because oh, wow. they i was going through they were having issues with people like sneaking off going to like whatever what's that with that strip club outside in lawton I don't know about a strip club, bro. <laughs> Allegedly. There's something, there's something right outside Lawton. That okay. These kids prior to us were, were sneaking off and going to, getting caught. Someone got caught in, like, the trunk of a car. <laughs> wow. Like, Dude. they had, the car was full already of, like, two of them were AIT, and that's how they got caught. And then they found the other guy in the trunk. Dude, wow. <laughs> hey, for all the Alpha 277FA cats back from 2005-ish, y'all remember when we had two soldiers in the back of a trunk coming in through Fort Hood and they got busted by the MPs? Who was that? Y'all know who it was. Y'all let me know. Dude, that's funny. I can't believe that shit still goes on nowadays. But um, the one thing I remember the most out there was scooters. Um, And I think, yeah, it was scooters. Did you ever go to scooters while you were out there? No good i mean you could walk by there and catch chlamydia <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we weren't allowed to leave post we weren't allowed to do like a whole lot okay so let's go ahead and fast forward because it sounds like a fa tads was boring as fuck all right uh, so did you go to jump school then right after so no i had to i had to i was a uh, holdover for like two or three weeks and then i got to go to jump school okay um 
And that was pretty cool. I knew, so I knew a couple guys that I went to uh, basic training with that were 13 Bravos that were like, I just missed out on their class. They were the class ahead of me by like one or two weeks, Mm. two weeks, because they were just about to go into jump week. Okay. When I got there. And and as I was going through, like, I'll check in with them every day. Like, Hey man, how'd it go? How'd it go? How'd it go? Like, how was your, how was jumping out of a fucking airplane? Right. To be honest, like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking when I was joining. Cause I was, I hadn't actually thought about the process of like being airborne at all. I was just like, yeah, jumping out of airplane sounds like a badass dude to be like, but I didn't actually think like, how am I going to learn to do that? And how is that going to operate? Like, I never thought any of that through. And then I was just like, I remember standing in like the formation and they're like, and then your third week's going to be jump week and yada, yada. Like when they're explaining everything, I was like, I'm going to be jumping up by myself for the first time out of a fucking airplane. Like <laughs> there's not going to be anybody there. <laughs> you, know? you got a reserve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember this, uh, this Lieutenant said exactly that. And he, I was like, so we're gonna be five by ourselves sir and he was like yeah he was like you got a reserve man like you'll be all right and I, was like, <laughs> I don't know man i'm pretty fucking retarded like <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome dude that's fucking awesome i mean so you got to find what was that first jump like man like what was that experience like absolutely fucking terrifying but i didn't want to be that guy like <laughs> you know <laughs> just getting in the play all that they fucking played the whole time here in the pack shed was band of brothers and then, like, <laughs> the scene where, like, everybody's jumping out and getting caught in trees. I'm, like, just fucking, like, <laughs> fucked up and shit. And I was, like, fuck yeah, that's what we're about to go to. Right. Oh, you know? Wow. But, I mean, hey, you you airborne cats have that whole fucking legs. You're a fucking leg. <laughs> fucking leg. Oh, my God. I don't know how many times I had to hear that. Lebinsky, uh, if you're hearing me, fuck you. Proud to be a leg, motherfucker. Uh, there was this one dude that I was with named uh, Lebinsky. Um, he, uh, he was an airborne cat or is an airborne cat. I don't even know what the fuck he does anymore. That's awesome, man. I mean, like, what was it like that first jump and you feel the fucking shock from the goddamn shoot opening? I think I just closed my eyes until like, and it's not even really like a shock that you feel. You just kind of like notice that like, you don't hear violent ass wind around you anymore. Mm. And then you just like look down, and you're like, okay, cool. And then you look up and see your shoots open and you see your little slider come down. And you're like, okay, hell yeah. I'm probably going to live this. It doesn't get scary until you start reaching about the tree line and you yeah. realize how fucking fast you're going. Oh, like, shit. And then landing feels like, like if you just took like a, like a box van or something and you just drove it like 10 or 15 miles an hour and it just like jumped off of it. Like that's... Oh. <laughs> That's wow. what I, I think it feels like anyways. It probably is not that bad at all. But Right. Uh, I think actually the best jumps I had were in jump school. Okay. I remember it was like my third jump. I just landed like a marshmallow. Just like, <laughs> right, like a better class. And then the very next jump, I landed in whatever that fucking creek is right there. And I just like got pulled through that little marsh. I was so mad. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like you had fun in jump school. I mean, so oh, yeah. right on. Now, um, after you completed your five jumps and um, so you, you got, you stayed there in Bragg or you went to Bragg. So uh, the jump school's in Benning. Right. And we didn't get our orders until the last 
week, like the last couple of days about like where everybody was going. I was like hoping I got to go to Italy for some reason, not knowing that there's right. not even enough in Italy. <laughs> right. But I got brag and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going right back to like the Carolinas. It's going to be mm-hmm. huge. I was not pumped at first. And uh, so we late, waited like right there after graduation, got on a bus and they drove us all the way to Bragg. How was that? Um, the differences between, uh, you know, being in Tradoc and going to Forcecom, being in a real unit? Terrifying. I, I was like, you know, you, you, you walk the walk and you act the funk, but like you are actually like terrified inside you like show up and you're like yeah we're fucking airborne now we're cool as shit mm-hmm. and then but then you like show up and see like all the guys that are really airborne and like actually done shit and like they're all crusty and now they're like through berets all like with the airborne tilt and you're like oh fuck these guys mm-hmm. what, like these guys are it <laughs> right and then they come and pick you up and just drop you off and like uh in front of our fucking like battalion and we have no idea what just happened. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll just drop you off. And we're like, okay, so what do we do now? And then we're like, <laughs> <laughs> so we like walk in and, and tell them what's going on. And they're just like, okay, cool. Uh, we'll let some NCOs know and they'll come get you. So I remember this specifically. And I did this to the rest of the, like, the privates that we got too. The entire rest of the time I was there. Because I'll, I'll never forget this. And I'll say <laughs> But they, uh, so like our battalion and our, our barracks and our boss were like right next to each other. They were like, I want to say they're like four or five blocks away. Okay. It was like hot shit. It was like uh, August when I got there or late August. So it was hot. But I had these NCOs, like it was like three or four of us that showed up. And they're like, all right, grab all your bags and follow me. And we're like, okay. So we're like carrying all of our bags and shit. And one dude even had a car and they're like, nope, you're going to carry your fucking bags over there. And then you can come back and get your car. And we're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? They're like, why the fuck came? <laughs> like, we're like, doing right. bag drag, like all the way over there. Not allowed to like let her like duffel bags touch the ground. And like just sucking ass all the way <laughs> to the barracks. And then we get to the barracks and we're allowed to drop our stuff. And they're like, all right, now you guys are going to go meet your smokes. Went to our smokes and like, thank God I, me and my roommate, when we first showed up to in processing, we're like squared away. We like Mm -hmm. took initiative, went and got our berets done. We found out what units we're going to. So we got our flashes. We got our wings. So we got our like, our uniform kind of squared away. But these other two guys that I was with, three guys that I was with, didn't do that yet at all. They had like, PCs. One dude was wearing his beret without a fucking flash request, and like that's a huge no go. And then one dude was just wearing like his uh, he didn't have the wings, and he had the airborne patch or the eighty second patch on. And uh, so I remember that, like our smoke just came in, like stared at us for like like an uncomfortable amount of time. And then just started laying into everybody. And he was like, he was like, where's your fucking beret? Where's your fucking beret? Oh, we're just not fucking airborne. Like, and he just like ripped this dude's 80 second, like just went down the line, just like ripping their 80 second patches off. And <laughs> like, and he was like, you got 30 seconds to find some shit. And we're like, what the fuck? And I was just right. standing like quietly. And he was like, just because I'm not fucking with you doesn't mean you're not a piece of shit too. And like, right. Hell like, yeah. Fucking help your battle buddies. And I was like, okay. 
See, that would have been the reason that he should have dug into your ass. How are you two yeah. motherfuckers looking squared away, but you're letting these two motherfuckers look <laughs> yeah. like shit? Dude. Yeah, so I had to, like, we had to like run around and like ask these dudes we never even met or heard of. And they're like, they're obviously like, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't care about you. Like, get away. <laughs> right. Like asking like, hey, we need to find like airborne wings and a flashing crest. And they're like, the PX. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Go to target right. sales, baby. <laughs> you don't know what to say to that. You're just like, we're fucked. We're fucked anyways. Like this. Oh fuck. Who was your first smoke? Oh, it was um I can see him and I can't think of his name. Mm. But he was in our smoke for very long. We only had him for like three weeks after that. And then we got smoke Bruner, and he was a badass smoke. Yes, sir. See, I mean, artillery is a very small world. I don't know if you've realized that yet, but I mean, no matter where you go, somebody knows somebody that knew somebody that knew you. You know what I mean? So, like, what unit are you in right now? I'm in 329. 329. Where's that at? Um, Is that in Carson? Yeah, yeah, of course, at Carson. 329. I know I don't even know who that is. Because when I was there, we had 277. We had 44 Deuce, I think, was there. 316, maybe. I don't even know who the fuck is there now. Shit. Is 277 still there? Yeah, I think two seven. I know it's two twelve and two seven seven. Two twelve. That's who I think was um was they were reflagged to that one unit. Okay. You guys, what are you shot? What are you guys shooting? Paladin or fucking uh triple sevens or one one nine or Oh, uh, paladins. Gay. Oh, yeah. Gay! Sorry. Hoot and a half. I hate it so much. Those oh, well, so- especially you came from light then, right? I mean, when you were in 82nd, oh, yeah. what were y'all shooting there? Triple sevens or 119ers? 119ers. I was, I was in 119ers, so we had Alpha and Bravo shooting 119ers, and then Charlie was always triple seven. Fuck yeah, dude. It fucking sucked, though, because like when deployments came down, Charlie Battery was always the one that went to the combat deployment, and then we always got sent to like fucking Kosovo. Like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, hold on. So, what about ba- okay? So, what unit were you in in Bragg? Uh, three three nineteen. Did I know anybody there? I don't think Schnabel's there. Who's there? Eh, I don't know anybody that I know. If y'all know this cat, let me know. I, I got to check your Facebook. I'm pretty sure we're friends. Of, we, we got linked up friends somewhere. Right yeah, on. So let me see. So you're at your unit. You're, now, did you come in a E1, E2, E3? Oh, I came in E1, like just fuzzy. Oh, okay. So you were basically the bitch of it all. So you get to your oh, section. Okay. How did your section treat you when you got there? Well, it says PC, so. The, uh, it wasn't the first night. The second night or the second day, I actually got to meet my section. My chief was the oldest, crustiest man I've ever met in my whole life. Like, he was never, ever at work. He only showed up for live fires, like weapons, walls. I've never actually, <laughs> uh... oh, shit. Uh-oh. I never actually, like, seen him at work more than, like, like, for, like, an hour or so, maybe at a time, or, like, 30 minutes. But he was there that one day just to, like, receive me. Mm-hmm. like give me my counseling i was about to say yeah introduced me to the section and i had uh at the time it was specialist Klein hands who was like our little section leader okay and specialist thompson and specialist of Boston, and that was my whole section damn yeah small small sections and they're hurting bad for paratroopers and artillery 
brag. But uh, first field problem. How did that go? Man, it was it was all right actually. I hated it, but like you know, you just get <laughs> I was a private that got thrown on chart, and like I showed up. Oh, um. And I was just like in the back of like, at first they had us set up in like a trailer. And uh, so I was just in the back of the trailer with like this red light by myself. And they're just like, we're not going to use you. Like, just hang out back there. Oh, and shit. like, that's just how that chief ran. Um, but you said, um, I forgot where I was going with that, the section. Like, the introduction to my section was like my specialist, like kicking in my barracks room door. And like taping me to a chair and like asking me FTC shit. And when I got it wrong, I had to drink like this nasty ass bottle of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck (laughs) yeah. I remember my fucking roommate having to untape me. And uh, he just like helped me get my bed and (laughs) like miserable as fuck the next day. Dude. that That was that experience. Yo, I told you artillery is a small world. We know two people. One of them, one of them was a private. We were together, uh, knocking. Timothy knocking. I don't know if I know. Uh, it's on your list. Oh shit! No, I, I'm, I guarantee you, I've been. I just, I can't think of who that is. Right Unless now. it's this is not you, but I don't see Dustin Stratton, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, you happen to know my old battery commander, uh, Ingleby. No kidding. Yeah, Captain Ingleby. Well, he's a major now. Unless it's a different Dustin, Dustin Stratton. That's the only it, thing. Does, I can it say, does it say the, my whole name with the two middle names in there? No. Oh, that's me. I'm Dustin Tyler Chase Stratton. Holy Jesus Christ. So it's not you then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How many Dustin Strattons are in the field artillery then? Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's just one. There's a, there's one dude that I um that I keep asking. Like everybody's like, "Are you this dude's brother?" And I'm like, "No. Why would why would my parents name us both Dustin Strat?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, I'm gonna I, find apparently you. there is because everybody asks me if I know this guy. I'm like, I have no fucking idea who that is. <laughs> no shit, that is fu- okay. So you're Dustin who who what? Tyler Chase Stratton. Fuck, you can't get any fucking wider than that. Jesus oh, man. Christ. It's, it's pretty fucking wide. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? Definitely from West Virginia. So, dude, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me, um, so far you've been in now how many years? Uh, God, it's 2021. 20, I guess I've been five years. Almost almost six. I'm coming up on six years soon. Okay. Um. E5? E6. I'm picking up E5 October 1st. Finally, dear God, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the point system got fucked up, huh? Oh, yeah. And then COVID. And then uh, when I PCS, it was just a giant shit show. I had to get my P status twice. Ah. And, Damn. Uh, Wait. Oh, you know what? The army done changed. The army done changed. So I don't know. <laughs> it's done changed, bro. That's crazy, man. I mean, how, what? Now, when you left, um, did you deploy with the 82nd or no? What was that? Did you deploy with the 82nd? Did you guys deploy? Yeah, just just to Kosovo. Like, it was... So it was a rotation versus going, like, to uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was like a peacekeeping rotation. We deployed, and it was actually pretty cool. We worked... Uh, 
with like it was like a nato operation okay so like the danish were there the brits were there sometimes um a bunch of other people were there and everybody just like tried to trade flags around and we're the only ones that weren't allowed to keep alcohol so we kind of had to make friends with especially the polish the polish were super cool until one night we almost got in a fight with them what the kinda... fuck? all <laughs> yeah. right you got to tell that story now what happened with the Polak? oh shit so one night so we had these geo one events where we were allowed to drink right? right so our commander would go into town he'd bring back like a keg and we'd all buy like five dollar beers or whatever one dollar beers i forgot how much they were right but we're getting hammered the polish uh i don't even want to call them barracks but they're like these fucking shipping containers that we all lived in like chews yeah yeah we it was kind of like an l shape and right where they met we had like this uh it was like a shed but it had like a tv in there and a pool table and then out back we had like a makeshift volleyball court and like a fire pit nice and we're all drinking with the polish and they had some crazy some sort of concoction i don't even know what it was but it tasted like cherries and it was pretty dope and uh we're just sitting around and then one of them drops it with a hard r and then Ooh. like immediately like four dudes stand up and just like start trying to like bum rush these guys and then everybody's oh. standing up and we're like fuck this is not good <laughs> oh, shit. everybody else and then like so fuck. that happened and uh we're like no no we want to be cool with them we want to be cool with them. like you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but god damn like, guys, like these motherfuckers like uh it was it was bad like uh because we even had like our commander trying to fight him too that was some crazy shit and a chief warrant officer i forgot about him too <laughs> damn a warrant yeah, officer yeah, i didn't even see them oh yeah it was nuts everybody was fucking ready to go dude fucking Polak. see kowalczyk see your fucking people are half fucking retarded <laughs> god damn no, my yeah, boy kowalczyk he he's a fucking Polak. so oh, yeah. He tries oh, to tell me the same night we tried to steal the British flag too. Do it do tell. Yeah. So we just got hammered and we we're like, because I remember we were walking back. There's like a gym that we had. We were walking back one day. And uh what the fuck is that? What was that trend that was going on for a long time? I was like, I remember I was just walking and I was like, we should take one of these other nations like like unit flags or something. I was like, what we need the to do fuck. And they're like what the fuck was that shit it was like a trend like i don't know brother I remember what it was but they were just like you won't do it like you, you won't it was like a like you won't do it but like now you have to do it what the f i don't know so, so they're like you got to do it now and i was like oh, like all right bet and then that night we all got hammered and then i remember uh they just like uh it was alan and my it was my uh chief at the time what was his name I want to say it was Cook. Yeah, it was Sergeant Cook. Like, looked at me, and they're like, yo, it's the perfect time. And I was like, what? And they're like, we got to go take one of those flags, and you're going to do it. And I was like, okay, but I need some help, because it's, like, right in the middle of an assembly area. <laughs> Holy <laughs> so shit. Like, just, like, ran out there, like, super suspiciously not being, like, discreet at all, and just start, like, pulling this flag down off of, like, their... Uh, it was like a railing that they had and this dude comes out and he's like doing like laundry or some shit and just like looks over and he's like hey what are you doing and i was like uh 
I don't really have a good excuse for whatever this is. And I was, I just kind of like stopped and hoping that he'd just be like, all right, fuck it. And just like keep walking. But he yeah. started walking towards me. I was like, all right, my time to dip. And I just took off <laughs> back to the campfire. Dude, I told you we knew somebody, we would know somebody. <laughs> the person that you know, he was my soldier. He was my number one man in Fort fucking Stewart, Georgia. This motherfucker, I took him to the very first uh, Soldier of the Month board. Robotic as fuck when he was doing it. Um, but he ended up winning Soldier of the Month. And then we deployed to Mosul together in 2009, 2010. Um, you may know him as Kerr, William Kerr. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. was my motherfucking Joe, man. That motherfucker was P90X out like a motherfucker. Yeah, he is. <laughs> best one of the best number one man I ever had in my fucking life, bro. Big Kerr, what's up? Shout out, baby. I I had faith in that dude since I met him, since I knew him. I knew he was gonna be a high speed motherfucker, man. And then when I saw that he went drill, dude. How do you know Kerr? Um. I want to say that he was this. I don't know if he was a chief or a smoke for our other platoon, mm. but we always just bullshit all the time. Like we'd always just like catch each other, like not yeah. doing something probably. <laughs> and like, we just end up bullshitting a lot. And he was, he was like one of the coolest dudes ever to talk to. Oh yeah. That mother could talk all day. Yeah. yeah. He would tell me, chief, you want to see real mountains? I'll take you to Pennsylvania where I'm from and I'll show you real mountains. Was he from Pennsylvania or West Virginia? He was up somewhere in the Northeast. I remember that. So, right on, man. I told you, it's a small world, bro. Small fucking yeah. world. <laughs> but, dude, that's fucking awesome. So, you did your time in Bragg. You had fun out there in Kosovo. Um, did How the hell did you end up in Colorado? Um, I remember so coming back from that Kosovo deployment, and then it was like our recruiter was just like, it wasn't even like my battery retention NCO. It was like our battalion retention. And we were in battalion someday, uh, fucking with uh, battalion FDC doing some shit with the AFA tabs. And um, they were just like, they, he just caught like three of us. And then he was like, what would it take to keep you in the army right now? Like, if you could Damn. have anything, what would it take to keep you in? And we're just like, fucking a million dollars man like I don't know. <laughs> and uh they're like oh, he's like okay like duty station like if you could go anywhere in the army what would you re-enlist for it and mm -hmm. i was like i don't know man i kind of like want to go home and like chill like it'd be nice to take a break from like you know always being like just always doing shit constantly like yeah. light that like airborne light stuff like you're you're constantly like going 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 like high intensity all the time Right. I was like, I guess I'd like to like take a break from this and like go home, I guess. And he was like, all right, I'll, I'll put you in. And then he just like took us all down. He was like, all right, well, like, I'll see you about like, I'll bring you guys in the office. And I remember we just got done doing our table five and he called me and he was like, Hey man, so I put in, I, I put in that hotline for you to Carson and you got it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't remember this shit. It was just like two weeks later. Oh shit! Yeah, Damn. I was like, "What the fuck are you?" He was like, "Remember, we talked a couple uh, a couple weeks ago." I was like, 
this motherfucker actually just did that. I was like, I thought you were just like bullshitting with us, but like, wow. All right. And he's like, I need to know now if you want to do it. And I was like, can it wait until tomorrow? Cause I'm doing table five right now. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Come in tomorrow. We'll talk about it. And I was like, oh. okay. So I ended up reenlisting the next day. <laughs> like, okay, I, didn't, I didn't even know I was going to reenlist. It was just like, just the same way that I joined the army. The best, the best decisions I've ever made in life are like last minute decisions. I don't know why it shouldn't be that way, but it is. Hey dude, it's working out to your favor so far. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, but uh, that was crazy about it is like, how far were you out from your contract before? Um, oh, how was, how far, how open was your window? Like how close were you to ETS? And um, honestly, I was like six or seven months away. Oh shit! So yeah, they were trying to get your ass in there quick. Yeah, yeah. I ended up in Carson because see, funny story. I started mechanized in my career, so I started on that fucking piece of shit Paladin. I love the piece. Don't get it twisted. I love it when it doesn't fucking break down. It's oh, a great yeah. piece, you know. Um, however, I thought I was king shit new artillery. Until I went to Fort Carson because I'd never been light. And um, when I got there and I saw that pea shooter, that's when artillery became artillery to me. See, you did it backwards. You started with real artillery and now you're at the lazy man's artillery. So, I mean, we're going to discuss that now. I mean, how is that different? You know, the mentality coming from Fort Bragg where it's high intensity, high speed shit all the time. Cause it's light fighter world, you know? And then of course, airborne, <laughs> we jump out of planes, fucking <laughs> yeah. legs. Oh, you dirty legs. Fuck out. Anyways, then you come over here to fucking, you know, mechanize and you notice, um, people are a little heavier <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah. a little lazier, I would say, you know, and I don't want to get you in trouble, but I mean, what was the difference in mentalities that you saw from the army and brag to the army and mechanize? I don't want to say all of Carson, because Carson does have some high-speed fucking units, you yeah. know, but to the mechanized mentality, what, what did you see the difference there? I'm not going to lie. It was it was actually like a, a whole culture shock for me because I came from a unit where we didn't have females. Everybody was like high-speed fucking go all in, drink the Kool-Aid, die or nothing, like, you know. <clears throat> and then coming to this unit where we had females, uh, the EO and Sharp stuff was like, taken extremely seriously there was no bullying hazing harassing like there was no going to the wood line there's no like calling each other pieces of shit or fucking faggots or you know whatever else you know there's none of that yeah very straight edge it was like a huge culture shock for me and i felt like i had to like not say anything for like the longest time to like make sure that i don't get in trouble right and then not only that but like i came to this unit and then like just talking to like a lot of like even like the NCOs, I was like, you don't know what, like, you don't know what, like voice commands. Like, oh, like I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm not even a chief and I know my voice commands. Right. And uh, it was just like, it was nuts, like going through and seeing how they did all this stuff. And I was like, why do you guys do things like this? Like all of this is like so messy and backwards and unorganized and like none of your shit even works. Like no wonder, like, and so a lot of the dudes hated me because I was like charts and darts. Like, why don't you guys do charts and darts? Like, it's like super, it sounds lame and super outdated and real dumb. And the shit was invented in like fucking World War II. And the most up-to-date version that we have of it is 19, 
the RDPs and the the grids that we have now are from like 1973 hasn't been updated since. Oh shit! And um, like if you ever if for my Deltas or Juliets or whoever, if you see an RDP in the bottom left hand corner, if it doesn't have a U.S. stamp, it's actually pre 1973, which is old as shit. I found one. It's oh, super shit. super fucking nerd shit, but I think it's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. But. You know what, Frank Felice, he will love that shit. Frank Felice is like my super trooper fucking 13 Delta. He was um out of Italy, uh, 173rd hardcore hard charge. Like to me, he's an honorary 13 Bravo. Is how much of a hard yeah. charger he is. So, but yeah, dude, that's fucking badass. And I agree with you. Like you know, um, I don't know the Delta side or the Juliet side of it, but artillery is fucking artillery. And when you see something wrong, it's fucking wrong. Exactly. The shit talking that is common fucking. That's just standard fucking data. Shit talking, oh, yeah. calling a motherfucker a faggot, calling her racial terms on the gun line are just like commas. You know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly. I mean, uh, I'm glad that there's still some old school mentalities that know it's not all serious. You know, it's how our cohesion is built. Exactly. But when you start today at work, actually, we had a, we had an EO class and we we're like, afterwards we had to kind of have this conversation where it's like you know it's kind of hard because like that's how some of these sections run like they run off of that like some of these guys feed off of that type of shit like yeah and that's just how they are that's like their chemistry that's how they work together you know yep and if you take that away then it like kind of kills it well yeah you're killing the whole fucking vibe the whole fucking mood and it's become a fucking um and I, I talked to Yurina about this a lot. He's my co-host on the Midweek Memo. Um, I talked to Yurina about this a lot because the Army's gone to what I see more of a corporate fucking America, uh, corporate uh, environment versus training to kill, which is what we're supposed to fucking do. So, I mean, um, it, so in, in the brag world, I'm sure there's females there in the artillery world now. But, I mean, yeah, when now, you were there, there weren't, they started trickling in afterwards. So when I when I first got there, they it was like uh, Second Brigade was like their experimental unit. If you're a female airborne and showed up, you went to Second Brigade, and uh, like that was unheard of to everybody else. And so like you know all the whispering start happening. Like, yo man, like Second Brigade is burning to the ground right now. Like, and it was like there's some crazy shit going on because like the airborne community there i think had like a hard hard time welcoming <laughs> yeah like like you know just like you know dudes yeah. seeing chicks and then um then you start getting all the sharp cases the eo cases all that stuff and then like you start getting like all these section chiefs and like uh ncos other soldiers smokes pulled into this stuff yeah and you, you start losing like a lot of really good dudes that deserve to be in their position, but now they're fucking it up doing some other bullshit because like, you know, this stuff's new and it's not really like, uh, been figured out really. Right. And you know, that's what sucks is like, um, I get it. It was inevitable to come, you know, it was going to be inevitable. And, um, but also the people that were coming into this life, into the field artillery life, they, I think should have had an idea of, the mentality that the the grunt or the fucking the the artilleryman has you know we're we're a special breed all right mm -hmm. we're a very special breed because we're the jack of all trades and master of none 
you know um so we get tasked out to do when we're in combat it could be fucking go kick down doors and then come back and go shoot down round shoot rounds down range so you know we have a very sick sense of humor you know mm-hmm. and when you put women in the mix of it it's kind of hard to tell somebody like dude this weekend i was knee deep in some fucking pussy dog that shit was bomb yeah. as fuck you know exactly the type of shit and exactly then with, then you're going to have a female. Yeah, and then a female, if she gets offended, you know, she's going to be like, why are you talking about pussy, you know? Well, I had a dick up in me. All right, cool. Tell me about this dick in you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to hear more about this man fucking, you know, this big mandingo up in you. That's the way I would have took it. But, I mean, of course, those are few and far between females that are like that. And I think that, I don't know, I wasn't there when they, they implemented all this shit, thank God. Nothing against y'all ladies. Handle y'all business. Y'all do y'all thing, man. I just think that would have been difficult for me. And I see a lot of things happening. Like, are there broads that can do this shit? Obviously, there is. There is. I, I know there's Joes. Right now on the gun line, this, this Amazonian woman, she's huge. And she's cool as fuck. And she can fucking sling some rounds, man. Hell like, yeah. a good chief. As long as... See, my biggest issue that I had with it was I was hearing that they were going to start bringing NCOs from other MMOSs and reclass them to become ncos and um and be section chiefs i had a problem with that because uh bitch unless you've been advanced party you don't really know what that private goes through you know what i mean to to, you climb the ranks you start off as fucking advanced party being a fucking powder bitch humping rounds and then rto atc gunner chief gunny smoke you know there's a progression you know so that was a big problem I had coming here too. Was like they had they had all these dudes in all these positions. Like they had like box operators that didn't know RTO. They had box operators that didn't know centaur shit. They had box operators and nobody knew charts. And I was <laughs> like, come on, like your box operator is supposed to be an NCO position. He should be able to train every single one of these soldiers. Yes. Like, why the hell doesn't anybody know their job? Like, this is like basic shit. Like, it is literally, like, our Bible is built around manual gunnery. Thank you. Like, and you're telling me nobody has ever fucking opened this bitch. Like, when I was a soldier, I carried that bitch everywhere with me. You can ask anybody that was in my section. I always had it on me, and I loved it. And that's what got me so good at my job was learning doctrine. Because there's no great lines. It's just straight, like, this is exactly what Doctrine says, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> right. And, exactly. like, all this shit was backwards, or Mike Tango Ta- Ta- Oscar's all fucked up, and, like, I'd be like, uh, no, that's not what it fucking is, and I don't care what anything says, because we don't have an SOP saying that. And if it does say that, it's wrong, and it shouldn't say that, because right. you can only add two, you can't, ta- like, take away. Exactly. Yeah, oh, God, I haven't heard that in a hot minute. You could oh, add yeah. two, but you can't take away. Holy exactly. fuck. So it's like everything there was just completely ate up. I even did find it in their SOP, too, where their Mike Tango, was, Tango Oscar was all fucked up. And I was like, that's this is some jack shit. And then we, we got it. <laughs> we did get a new uh, a new Mike Golf for the for the Juliets. And him and I really click because, like, I'll have conversations with him. And he started implementing charts and all this shit. Yeah. And like everybody in the battalion has been coming to me to learn charts. And I don't mind it at all. Like, if you come to me, if you come to me, anybody, I don't give a shit what battery section, right. unit you're in, I will teach you. If you want to learn, I will teach you. And my chief hates it because he's like, come on, man, you're giving away all of our secrets. Like, this is how we're going to win best of. And I'm like, 
Okay, what if what happens when so I'm I'm taking over Chief here after we come back from NTC or after this NTC rotation in November. Right on. Like, what happens when if I take over for another section? They're all just gonna be eight the fuck up and I have to do the same thing over again. Exactly. Not only that, but like the only thing that's gonna make these soldiers want to be better is if they have somebody to compete with. Exactly. You know, if, if you already if you already know you're better than everybody else, why the fuck are you gonna try to get better? Because you already know you're the shit. You think you're the shit anyways. You're talking I'm, too I'm much good. sense. You're making too you much know? sense for the army, bro. You're making you too know? much sense. <laughs> so I was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to teach everybody. I don't care. Like, and uh, so I've been I've been telling my Mike Golf, like, everything that's fucked here that I noticed. Like, hey, man, Mike taking the Oscars. Nobody knows charts. Nobody knows how to, like, do, like, basic soldier tasks. We never do AP. Like, all this shit. And he's like, holy fuck. And so he, like, redid all of our fucking uh, Table 1 Charlie stuff. And it rocked this battalion's life. But it was probably the best thing that's happened to it in a long time. That's probably the most shit these soldiers have learned in a long time. And that's good. They need that shit. Yes, I'm dude, pumped about it. Dude, it's one thing, like, you know, there was a lot of excuses uh, during the GWAT that, you know, oh, I didn't get to do my job. That's why I don't know my job. I was one of those. Not going to bullshit you. When I, when I went at Fort, I went to Fort Hood first. And that's when I was a 277 FA out of Fort Hood and 4th ID. And uh, I got there in 05. We deployed in December of 05, got back December of 06, and um, we didn't shoot artillery. Well, at least the platoon I was in, we didn't shoot artillery. Just yeah. straight convoy bullshit all year. Then we got back. I re-upped and went to Korea. Korea's mechanized as well, so I felt right at home. Um, the thing is, I remember this incident very well. I got was an E4, and you know, I thought I was a shit because I got a combat patch. A lot of motherfuckers in Korea didn't. You know, so I got there and there was NCOs without combat patches. You know, they were motherfuckers that they had what they call the AIP. And we called it the Avoid Iraq program, um, you know, because, yeah, they stayed out there avoiding Iraq. There was a Sergeant Major out there, bro. I don't know how many years he'd been there, but he never deployed. How are you going to be a fucking Sergeant Major without a fucking combat patch? Anyway, so but I got there and the incident that I tell everyone is this. Um, I was an E4 and I wanted to be the gunner. Because the gunner that I was getting, the gun, the gun that I went into, the gunner was leaving. So I was the next one to fill the slot because of rank. Yeah. And um, and but my chief at the time, he was not about rank. He don't give a fuck about rank. It's about can you do the fucking job? Exactly how I run my section. Yeah. Yep. Fuck rank. Do you know how to do the job? Okay, you don't. Guess what? You're gonna stand to the left of that PFC. I don't care yeah. if you're a specialist, but fucking um, so Sarnaguayo, shout out, Chief. Sergeant Aguayo was like, hey, uh, PFC Faust, come here real quick. Oh, no, Dost, Dost. PFC Dost, come here real quick. Show Specialist Lopez how to initialize the gun. Because he asked me to initialize the gun. I told him I didn't know how to do it because I was deployed. He's like, okay, I'll take care of it. He got a PFC to come show me as a specialist how to do it. It was a very humbling experience. Never had I ever been, you know, humiliated, but humbled, you know. So, I, you know, I'm no, no fault of Dost. Doss taught me how to do it. But from there, I dug into that dash 10. Reading all about that shit. How do I do it? On the weekends, I'd be there learning my shit because I'll be goddamned if I'm going to be a fucking specialist and not be a gunner. You know what I mean? And so I learned my fucking job. And like you were saying, bro, one of the biggest things you want to do is teach. You know, you want to teach as a fucking NCO. Your job is to fucking teach, coach and mentor. I don't know how fucking redundant that shit gets, but um. Uh, that's one of the, the, the jobs that I love the most was, you know, teaching my Joes, especially the ones that 
couldn't get right, man. Like you would yeah. try to teach them and teach them, but then you explain it so Barney style that they fuck it. It clicks and their yep. eyes brighten up, bro. Loved it. Loved it. So I'm all about teaching everyone from the E1 to the E to, to my rank. I will teach yep. you what I know. You know what I mean? And that's awesome exactly. that you're doing that, bro. So you're going to get your, you're finally going to get a section here then um, after your rotation to NTC. Have you been in NTC before? Yeah, this is going to be my fourth time. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've only been in this unit for like two years, man, and I've gone twice a year. God damn. <laughs> and we're not only that, so we're about to go, so we're about to go to NTC uh, fucking, we're going to come back right the day before Thanksgiving um or no the day of thanksgiving we're getting back and then in april we're going again god damn it is some miserable shit because so alpha battery that's the battery that i showed up to when i first got the carson yeah there was an op four battery and then so i went for op four and then a couple months later we went to ntc for like regular ntc rotation and then i got moved to bravo battery and then same thing op four and then regular ntc and then same thing's happening again op four and then regular ntc and it's just uh all it's all this covid stuff that's going on don't mind my boy man he he comes here all the time <laughs> hey quick question um when you were how long have you been in that battery now in, uh, in that unit in that unit three two nine how long you been there i think i want to say it was, it's Two years, it's almost three years now. I got here in 2019, 20, it was the very end of 2019 is when I got here. I'm trying to figure out, because uh, I don't know if my homeboy Nygaard, if he was in that unit, or if he was in uh, the other 112 units. It's just, I'm trying to think of like all the people that I know that would be out there. What are you doing, Pop? What are you doing? I'm trying to read Nygaard. Don't hide. Go, I'm, I'm doing my podcast. Go away, Pop. But yeah, dude, Um, that's what's up, bro. Um. Have you been to JRTC? You had to have gone to JRTC. Yeah, yeah. JRTC is a much more miserable experience than NTC. I'm going to say it right now. Really? Oh, it's so much more. Oh, God. It's so, like, humid and miserable. Right and on so I will never forget this experience. So, we, so we're supposed to jump into, into JRTC, right? Right. Um, The first jump we went to, we went to pre-jump, and it was like a hurricane out it was just storming like rain pouring and we're the jump like the the uh the paths that we jump off of it's like what's supposed to be a gravel pit or dirt you know is filled up with water it was like a pond and i was like we're really we're really gonna do this like they're like all right everybody line up for like free jump and i was like we're really about to jump in this fucking water i was like we're really about to land in all this like this lake and i was like I got, I was like, lower enlisted, got pushed up to the front of the line. I was like, this is going to suck. <laughs> and, and like, I watched the first guys go through just like super fake motivation, you know, like that. And like, just like <laughs> flashing water on each other when they're getting up. And I'm like, right, this is what we're doing, I guess. And, uh, but Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, hate, I hate being wet. Pump the brakes. Wait, you don't really jump in them? You you jump like what you jumping off a truck or some shit or what? Oh no, so so we do like pre-jump, like like jump manifest. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I got you. So I thought like, through and be like uh we practice our like PLS. Kind of like a, a rock drill type deal. Exactly. And okay. then we'll break up and then we'll jump in for real. Got it. Okay. I so, thought y'all faked the funk of jumping in. Like, oh, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> Never. 
Uh, but so that jump got scratched the next day, did the same exact thing in the same exact puddles of water. And we're all packed. We're packed full of like all the stuff that we need. I think my ruck weighed, um, it was like 109 pounds. God damn. We weren't allowed, we weren't supposed to jump in with anything that weighed more than 90. So I remember my smoke, he was like, he's going around to the sections and he was like, hey, whose shit weighs more than like what it's supposed to do? And like my, my chief was like, Stratton, this guy and that guy. And they're like, okay, cool. So like when we we're doing our weigh-ins, he like just like dragged our shit over and we used somebody else's ruck to weigh in. And then we just like gave it back and then went to our spot and manifest. <laughs> wow. Like, we're not allowed to jump with anything over 90 pounds. I was like, yes, yes. What the but, like, fuck? My, my unit did not let that happen. They're like, no, we're taking all this shit. You have to take all this shit. There's no other way it's going to get out there. Like it has to go in that way. And then not only that, our first jump got our, so our jump, we were in the planes and dudes were heat catting bad 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 so we had like we had four heat cat heat cats just in my yes. my plane in my not my plane but like my chalk and we had it was c-130s just it was packed tight everybody was miserable it was hot as shit and you had like all these jump masters climbing across the cargo nets trying to get the dudes that just dropped we'd already been like standing up hooked up and the doors were about to like lift up yeah and we're like hey we got heat cats we got heat cats like this is like this is crazy and dudes were just dropping it. First, it was just one dude, whatever. We'll just walk around him. He'll be fine. But then dudes just started dropping like flies. Wow. And so we loop around. We land. We're dragging all these dudes out onto the tarmac. And then other planes start landing. And then dudes that are dragging dudes into the into the, the shed are heat catting. Like, it was what a shit show. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this in my entire life. Like, Fort Bragg, yeah, dudes heat cat all the time. Formations, like used to it but like i've never seen anything like this ever it was absolutely why were they so dehydrated i mean what was the dehydration too much drinking before or what exactly yeah it was one of the infantry units Mm. um somehow some way doing uh secret airborne ops (laughs) the night before (laughs) right while we're in those tents uh yeah, they just got into it and they're just dropping like flies. It was like all those guys. It was nuts. Like, do not fuck around with your hydration, man. Wow, <laughs> dude. That's fucking of course. That's that's just the army. Dude, I mean, it doesn't yeah. get any worse than the fucking idiots that drank goddamn um that antifreeze out there in bliss. I mean, those guys are fucking oh, yeah. Idiots. Oh no, and I got a story about that too. I drank antifreeze one night in NTC. What okay. Yeah okay you know what gun line gun line gun line check this shit out we got a hip shoot this motherfucker's about to break down to us how do you end up drinking antifreeze thinking it's liquor please or how do you end up drinking antifreeze no, break that down first of all i did not do this on purpose mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right so disclaimer I was, I woke up in the middle of the night it was like for whatever reason you know it's ntc everybody's running around everything's chaos we're up on this sandy ass hill and our trailer is like sinking in the sand. You know, it's hard for the Humvees to get to wherever the hell we got somehow. And um, we're out of, we got, we ran out of water. And like, I just woke up in the middle of the night and was like, I need some fucking water. I got to like, I am dehydrated as fuck. I'm going to fucking die. So I like walk over to my trailer that's like half sunk in the sand. 
and we have a water can. We have two water cans. The original water can empty, right? Tossed out onto the side. I got my red light on. And um, the can <laughs> is marked, but I couldn't fucking see it. Fucking colorblind. With an X coolant. <laughs> I was exhausted, man. NTC. We're like halfway in. And uh, so I pour this shit into my canteen. Thirsty. Thirsty motherfucker. Took a drink and swallowed it. And then I, that's when I realized I was like, man, that was some really funky fucking water. And then I like realized I was like, I just fucking drank antifreeze. The next 30 minutes I spent in front of my track trying to make myself puke. And I was terrified. America, America, this this here is who's calling rounds downrange. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It That's was fucking... miserable. And I don't want to tell anybody about it either. I was like, I was like, I'm if I wake up dead, I wake up dead. Like Fuck I don't say like I was like, I'm not telling anybody about this. That's so I like tried funny. to make myself puke. That didn't happen. Couldn't find anything to drink, and I was just so exhausted. I was like. I'm just gonna go back to sleep, man. This this sucks. Fuck it. Hey, if I go, I go. Fuck it, dude. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna lose sleep over this shit. That's crazy, yo. Jesus it's Christ. Crazy. All right, so now I guess we know how a chief warrant officer and a couple of fucking idiots drank antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> they they must have done that night and didn't read it. Good night, dude. That's that's fucking crazy. So um let's see. We're so now you're in Colorado. Getting ready to go do another NTC rotation, pointless fucking waste of money, which mm. just so people know that uh, that's where we go and do our training. So if anybody's thinking about OPSEC shit, because I can already hear somebody talking shit like, ooh, OPSEC, suck a dick. He's going to fucking NTC, Fort Irwin, California. Oh, fuck that place. I hate it. I think I did two <laughs> rotations there and I fucking hated NTC, bro. I oh, hated man. it. NTC and JRTC suck balls. And um, I forgot it was cold as fuck when I went there. Thankfully, I was already uh, an NCO, so we were able to have a little more liberty at things. Like, once the privates were fucking bed down, hey, you, your weapons guard, we'll be back. Took the fucking van. Ain't much to see out there in old Leesville. I mean, I think there's like four strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, man. And the racism, rampant racism out there. But... um dude so tell me about like the field problems like have you been have you guys had any more any field problems out lately like gone out of the field a couple of weeks at a time or like how long are your field problems so yeah we it's different i mean so we just went into table six table six is table six we went out for a fucking day you know yeah. or a night anyways and uh but before it's like usually we'll do like uh like table 12 or table 11 table 12 practice or like whatever training for it and so that'll be like a week or two and uh that's just pretty fucking miserable when you don't have a heater man oh my goodness our last one that we did it was like last february it was february it was like the end of end of january beginning of february we didn't have a heater and that track turns into a ice box I'm sure I'm sure most of these guys listening know. Oh yes. they know that shit gets miserable. And I, I know one night we fell asleep exactly where we were sitting. And I didn't have like I've got like the AFA tabs in front of me and like just a stool to sit on. Everybody else is like slumped out, laying on the floor, and like I'm just sitting on a stool, like trying to like 
<laughs> they're uh, not freezing damn. up. So you guys didn't fucking set up the tent in the back? No, we don't use that sick up shit. Hell no. <laughs> Dude. I, will, I refuse to use that shit. No, we got, so we'll carry around a trailer mm-hmm. and uh, our new Mike Golf has us setting up nets. So we'll drop the trailer, we'll drop the ramp, we'll set up the net. Okay. I don't know how that's going to work in the wintertime because I'm not dropping the back. I don't care. Like, that is not going to happen. It's mm. way too fucking cold for that shit, especially without a heater. We got to actually got to get our heater fixed for sure. <laughs> Dude, um, we did RTEP uh, during was February, February, March time frame out there. And it was fucking cold as balls. And um, <laughs> we were in Humvees. So we weren't in, in, um, you know, and um, brother, that was one of the worst times of my life because it was just shoot, move, shoot, move, shoot. God damn. Occupy March order. Occupy and day or night snow frozen. Dude, I'm driving this fucking ammo humper um, and slipping and sliding all over the fucking place. MVGs weren't working. Jesus oh, fucking Christ. I thought we were going to die. <laughs> but I, I tell you, um, Colorado winters are something different. It's, they're, they're special. They're special. Because, I mean, it snows, but then fucking it's gone and it's all mush. And then it freezes up overnight. And it's fucking, it's just, it, oh, so fucking cold. I'm just thinking about it. It's making me cold, bro. Uh, dude. How do you guys kill time? Spades. Did you know how to play spades before you joined the military? No idea. I learned in NTC. Was it taught by a black person? It was. I figured. (laughs) I figured. Dude, that's one thing about the gun line. You will learn different shit from different people. In spades, you will learn how to play spades and dominoes. You will learn how to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what kind of like shit did you do y'all do to kill time to pass time? Like on the FTC side of things, because I was on the gun line, um, you know, where the guns were you guys, the FTC, usually your track is somewhere out in the cut and that's where smoke and the LT go. And well, I don't know what it's like working with an officer. That's got to suck balls. Cause I mean, you guys have your, you know, you guys have to listen to him, but um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of officers. I, I 100% try to cut those out as much as I can. Like, I'm mm. going to do as much as your work for you, sir, so that you can stay out of mine. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, so, all he's really there for is to verify you as an NCO that you're doing your shit right. He's the one that gives the order to send it, though, right? No, he says he just saves it. He's like, all right, this is safe. And then we'll send it. But, um, no, killing time for the longest, for the longest time, it was like me and my buddy Hardison, when we were stuck in NTC, we started this. I don't know why we did riddles every night. I don't know why or how, but like, we just started doing riddles because we got sick of cards. We got, you know, just get miserable as shit. And like, you're just laying there, like talking to each other at night, you know? Yeah. For some reason, riddles popped up and we just were like. We had a blast with it, so this is what we did for, like, the longest time. But other than that, like, with my section, I just – honest to God, I try to train them when I can. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, that gets kind of – everybody gets over that, you know. When you Thank start you. losing them, you lose them. You're not going to – you're not going to get anything out of them. 
there's only so much nine line shit you could teach out in the field. There's only so much CLS shit you could teach out in the field. Yeah, you make sure you have the books open in case smoke walks around or fucking the Sergeant Major for some reason pops out and then you hear oh, yeah. snake in the grass. All right, hey, everybody, put your shit back on. Get your books open. You know what I'm saying? Blackjack, blackjack, blackjack. Hey, fucking look, look like you're doing something. Look busy. You know what I mean? But other than that, like I know we used to play the name game a lot we like okay so the name game i don't know if y'all have this we would sit in a circle pretty much you know be sitting out um, behind a gun i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and then you would say like uh okay uh we're gonna do actors and i'll say denzel washington all right so now you got to start with somebody that starts with a w you know and it has to be an actor and be like will smith all right next person all right sarah whatever so it just go like that in circles until you fucking give up and then we do fucking artists we do that to kill fucking time people there ain't shit to do out in the fucking field between <laughs> between fire missions there's really what we're doing here is what we do we get to know each other that's all we can do because the, the this is the person that you're going to be deploying with this is the person that you know if she is the fan is going to be who you're going to be relying on. And when you're out there in a shit, whether if it was Afghanistan, you know, and you're on a small ass cop, you know, you guys are going to be relying on each other. You're going to know more about him than your wife knows about you. You know, it's just, it's, it's trip, you know, like, especially when you're pulling guard, God damn, I hated that. You get, oh, and then you get to know the liars. Like, I don't know if you have any liars, but the army's full of them. Fucking like, oh, I used to be a gang member. I was a dope dealer. I was, motherfucker, you are from bumfuck nowhere. How are you a gangster? Really? Tell me about how hardcore it was in in North Dakota at the border of Canada. You know, shut the fuck up. But dude, yeah, that's how you kill time, bro. You And you learn about each other and you make fun of each other. You know, you say how much you want to plow each other's sisters, you know. That's 100 percent. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how it's if it's changed now. Um, I would think that it still lives out there. I think there's still some females that are down with that shit. The ones that piss me off are the ones that go in too hardcore, trying to be too masculine or too manly. No, bitch, just be yourself. Be yourself. You know, if you don't like what we're talking, cool. You know, you can walk your happy ass away from us. But we're going to keep talking shit. And you're more than welcome to talk shit as long as you can take this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. And I, just like but, any other conversation, man. Like, oh, you don't want to talk about politics? You don't have to be the, a fucking part of the conversation. You don't have to be here. Exactly. Just, just like anything else. And I've always thought that. But, you know, like, it is what it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How much ink have you gotten since you got in the military? All of it. <laughs> so, first, uh, uh, the first tattoo I got in um, my unit, I got St. Barbara. I got St. Barbara tattooed on my calf. Oh, yeah. And as soon as my smoke saw that, he was like, you're doing 20. And, like, for some reason, to me, as a private that just registered push-ups, so I just started doing push-ups. <laughs> and then he was just like, fucking, like, you're going to be a lifer. You're a fucking retard. And then walked away. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then, like, my specialist, special spine hands, he, he walked up and be like, dude, get the fuck up. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he was like, I was like, he said, you're doing 20. And I was like, he was like, yeah, 20 fucking years, like, genius. And I was oh, like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> you you are the true definition of a fucking boot. <laughs> I oh, love man. it, dude. I was 
I was a scared soul, you know. Yeah. My smoke telling me to do twenty. <laughs> Dude, hey, you know what? I respect that. I can fucking respect that, and I love hearing this because you are one of those fucking ones that came through the cracks that actually reminds me that artillery still has a fucking life, bro. I had my first fucking boot tattoo as well. All right, you got same barb. This was my boot tattoo. Well, yeah, the first one it was the cross cannons. Oh yeah. So I got the cross cannons and the king of battle. Then afterwards, I ended up the OEF, OIF, American bullshit, you know. And then, of course, I got to have my pin up. Got my oh, pin yeah. Up. Got my pin up with the, and it says fire mission. You can't really see it well, but. <laughs> that one's but, sick. I actually like this. Yeah, man. I, so what other bad habits did you pick up since you've been in the military? Oh, man. So obviously, 82nd, we were bad about drinking. We would wake up. Every, it was my barracks room. I don't know why. Everybody, like, you know convert like come together in my barracks room take shots go on a run come back get ready take a shower you know come back to my room take shots go to the motor pool hang out get our shit done take shots behind the humvees or just like hang out and drink you know what we used to do is mix a um like whatever tea we could get in honey jack for like the longest time and i'm so so sick of honey jack i can't do that anymore jesus but and then uh one of the guys that we were with like almost drank himself to death and i remember that night because like i was the one that took him to his room and i was like man that's pretty fucked i had no idea you know like he he was that bad like he was in that bad state of mind because he was an 18 x-ray dropout Ooh, so he's okay. like he hated his life you know and um then things weren't going well for him on the gun line either so you know, it's just like all he had was like alcohol. Nothing was good going good from at home. And like, damn, we're drinking with them, and then just like took him to his room. He kept drinking, and I'm like, I just felt bad. You know, I felt like I was responsible for that. Right. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm cutting this shit out. Like, this is this is. I know it's not good. I know it's unhealthy. Like, I actually give a shit about you guys. Like, you guys yeah. are all my, you guys are my family, and like, I want to know that like I'm not, you know, like enabling this type of shit like you guys are trying to kill yourselves you know like that's you know messed up so stop i stopped drinking for like a little while i drink now again obviously but like intolerance i don't do it like like how we used to um and then obviously nicotine everybody it's one or the other you know so stop alcohol pick up nicotine <laughs> yep yep dude um it's funny you mentioned alcohol i mean F.A. stands for fucking alcoholics. You know, that's oh, all you do is drink, you know, and um, it's it's all good to drink. You know, that's how you make your fucking memories. A lot of them, oh, honestly, yeah. you know, and um, it's part of the culture. I hate to say it. It's part of the fucking culture of the military. We drink, we smoke, tattoos, dip. Um, it's all part of the culture that we have. And um, I miss that shit every day. I stopped drinking three years ago, uh, mainly because I... I was a shitty drunk. I just put it like that. I was a shitty, shitty drunk, you know, and um, but for those that can indulge and have a good time and make memories that you won't remember, handle it, man. Handle that <laughs> shit. That's fucking awesome. So what's your career path looking like so far? Where do you think it's taking you? Are you thinking about getting in out anytime soon? Are you going to be a lifer? Uh, how do you what do you see yourself in three to five years? Honest to God, my first smoke had me pinned. Like, I really I really do want to try to do the 20. So, I got Chief coming up here soon. After Chief, I'd really like to, like, I, I want to try to be my golf. Like, okay. I want to try to be, like, Master Gunner for the Ju Juliets. Like, 
I love doing doctrine type shit. Yeah. I love like making tests. I have my own like a uh, table or a uh, table one Charlie test made up already. And I showed him and he loved it. He thought it was cool. Um, and then I'd like to get into the, I think it's dot D dot C the guys that write like at Fort Sill, like right. actually write doctrine and do the testing type shit. I think that's pretty badass. If I get burnt out of it, I'll probably just go recruiter as long right. as I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, you definitely want to do something fucking, um, some kind of a TDA, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's yeah. recruiter, where it's going on a trail, you know, definitely want to do something like that, but man, enjoy your gun line time. Cause that's definitely going to be the best time that you're going to have. That's where your memories are going to be made. And dude, I mean, if you keep doing what you're doing now, uh, you should have a very bright career. Uh, one of my homeboys, uh, Miller, um, he was on uh, when we were doing the live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, me and him, we go back, we were in Fort Stewart together and, um, he's FDC. And, um, we, uh, we picked up, we went to the board together. That's a story for another day. Let's just say I got kicked out of the fucking board. And, oh, um, shit. Yeah. That was not cool. And, um, yeah, Miller, you know what I'm talking about when I ran into the fucking pillar. Yeah. Oh, that was a fucked up day, man. But um, yeah, dude, he's a high speed motherfucker, man. He um very high speed cat. Um, and he FTC is hard to promote, you know, especially when you start getting to the senior levels. So to see somebody like him make it to that, that's awesome. Um, with that, dude, I mean, you got to keep on doing what you do. You know, dot your fucking eyes, cross your t's, and it'll be open to you. You know, um, do you plan on re upping to go anywhere else anytime soon? Like, like if you had a choice of station to go to next, where would it be? Man, I, I, th I th I've thought about it a couple times. Um, but honestly, if I, if I, if I couldn't stay in Carson, I'd probably just go to Sill. You know, it's a, it's just like I kind of feel like that's where artillery really happens. Yeah. They do all the testing there. You got the school there. You know, you've kind of got the ins there, and I, I like that a lot more. Carson, like a. And I noticed this um, the other day, like two days ago, there's like no traditional artillery knowledge at all. Like I remember, I don't remember what I was doing, but we were doing something with the ball. And I like kind of realized, like, I was like, oh my God, like none of my soldiers know anything about St. Barbara. They don't know anything about Molly Pitcher. They don't know anything oh, about. Oh, hell nah. Oh yeah. So I immediately, as soon as I thought of that, I was like, no fucking way. And I like sent them all these links to these stories for all of them to read in the the order of saint barbara the ancient order of saint barbara all that shit and they're like they, they thought that was the coolest shit ever and i was like yeah this is like how artillery like really is like you guys wow. need to know this. like you can't Ooh. be artillery and not know this you want to blow one of your fucking 13 bravos mind away just ask them t laps pap just tell me what is t laps pap blow their fucking mind their chief will be like what if the if their chief does not know what t laps pap is he should be fucking fired. Be fucking fired. And I don't know if you guys know what it is, but it's not an acronym for you all. It's an acronym for us, which, you know, trails, lay, aiming point or aiming reference, uh, boresight verification, uh, T-Labs, uh, uh, second circle, pre-fire checks, ammo, and then fucking um, position improvement. It's basically the order of occupation, you know? Yeah. So it's T-Labs, Pap. So if a fucking private doesn't know T-Labs, Pap, if their chief, that's their chief's fault. And if their chief doesn't know what T-Labs, Pap, is, get the fuck out. He, he doesn't belong. I got a shirt. 
especially especially made it says do you even t-labs pap bro and <laughs> only the motherfucking light guys know what t-labs pap is because the mechanized they were like what the fuck does that mean dude i had an nco i bullshit you not when i was in fucking um in fort hood oh this guy this guy was special literally special mm. we told him that t-labs pap was <laughs> kind of like a tool <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I know I know T-Labs Pap. I'll go look for the T-Labs Pap. We had him looking for a T-Labs Pap. He thought it was a tool, bro. Oh, <laughs> he was going an E5. He was an E5. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's like giving FTC soldiers like, hey, man, uh, we're going to relay the chart. Uh, we go ask. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll text whoever I send him to. I was be like, hey, go ask uh, Sergeant Bruni for uh, a grid square. We need, we need some extra grid squares to patch these, you know, like on this chart. Right. And they'll be like, uh, okay, cool. And they'll take off and they'll go to Sergeant Bruni. And I'll, I'll text her and be like, hey, man, I'm sending a soldier your way. Just send him to somebody else. And like, just keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. So you'll get a soldier that goes from like alpha, like from my battery to alpha battery to Charlie battery to HHB back to alpha battery to see somebody else. Like, right. and they'll be gone for like an hour or two. And then I'll hit them up and be like, hey, man, you know what? It's all right. Like, we got it figured out. Just go right. on, and then you can you can figure it out afterwards. <laughs> See, those were the little <laughs> fucking jokes. That happened to me. <laughs> oh yeah, they got him with the uh, soft spots and the armor. They got oh, him with that yeah, one. Yeah, the armor plate does. Yeah, um, I did not know. I was a dumb fucking E one. You know, <laughs> brand new fucking boot, and my sergeant, Sergeant Prejean, gives me a hammer, and he mm -hmm. gives me a fucking chalk. He's like, I need you to go bang, bang, bang on the soft and find the soft spots. When you find a soft spot, you're going to write an X and then circle it. I'm the idiot. I'm the fucking idiot. I, I did that. But it's okay. I mean, it played itself out. They ha ha got a good laugh at me. Fuck y'all. <laughs> and, you know, uh, but we ended up doing that to uh, this fool little Tink Tink out in our Fort Stewart. Um, we had him doing boom tests. So that was fun. We had him doing the boom test. Um, actually, I think Kerr was part of that one, actually, too. Where we had him. He was an FDC kid. We're like, yeah, you got to yell boom in there, and you're going to see a light turn on. So we were at the breach, and we would turn a little flashlight on whenever he would do it. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old boom test, man. Dude, it's been a fucking hell of a time having you on here, bro. I really appreciate you coming. I needed some new blood. Um, with that yeah. said, um, any advice you got for anybody that's in the military, you know, climbing through the ranks or thinking about coming into the military, if there's a villain listening, what advice would you give these Joes? Know your doctrine. Doctrine beats rank any day. Because I can, I've, I've given classes before, especially when I first showed up here, I was giving a charts class, right? Our Mike Golf at the time walks over and he's like, oh, no, 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 this isn't good. This isn't good. Uh, like he was like, I would, I would fail. I would, uh, what did he say? I would, uh, he, he wouldn't approve of like the chart that I had laid. And I was like, okay. why? And he's like, cause your, your grid numbers are labeled outside. And I was like, nowhere in the dotted one does it say that. And I was like, chapter six, dotted one right here. Nowhere in the dotted one does it say it has to be labeled in here. After that, just quietly like stood to the side and I was like, all right, cool. You know? So know your, know your doctrine. There's no gray area in your doctrine. There's no like. It's just black and white. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And that's that. Oh, yeah. You plan on going airborne again? Oh, man. I don't know if my body can take any more of that. I don't know. I heard a lot of people talk very good about uh, Alaska. 
about yeah Fort Rich. i heard i heard alaska is pretty cool it so. is if, if it's an experience i definitely think that like if you if you're about it like you should experience it's it's super cool super high speed i'm not gonna say super high speed but it's pretty high speed yeah and, uh, uh, i recommend you go that route man you might you might like it out that way but um <laughs> Dude, uh, we're gonna have to call it a day because uh, it's already fucking gonna be 7:40 p.m. for me, and um, I don't know who's allowed and authorized that fucking porn stash you got going on. You know, I'm just saying you look rather fucking sailorish, but hey, you know, it's cool, man. If it's a new army, you know, you, know, <laughs> you and your boyfriend can go out and. Uh... It's been good luck so far. I'm afraid to shave it now. <laughs> hey, man, whatever you and your boyfriend are into, that's cool. No, that's cool. <laughs> I really appreciate you being here on the gun line, man. Thanks yeah, a lot man, for being here. Oh, dude, it's been fun. It's been really fun. And um, for all y'all out there, if y'all want to come chill on the gun line for a while, just shoot the shit like me and him just did. Hit me up on the gunline.com. No, on the gunline at gmail.com is the email. On the gunline.com is where I think I sell shit. If you guys want to go on there, buy some shirts or whatever, take a look at it, whatever. Make sure if you do watch the YouTubes, Hit a like, subscribe. I'm not good at that shit. So if y'all like it, cool. If y'all don't like it, cool. It's not for everybody. But if somebody's getting something out of it, I'm enjoying it because I'm getting something out of it. So anyways, with that being said, man, I appreciate you. Rounds complete. Intermission. Gunline out. Bye, motherfuckers.